With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another one biting the dust. There were two that bit the dust. Super League bit the dust in the old New South Wales Rugby League competition. Bit the dust 25 years ago today. And the modern NRL was born. And to talk about that and his new book, Two Tribes on it, is Steve Maskell. G'day, Steve. How are you? Ricardo, how are you, mate? How are you? I'm good, thanks, mate. I'm good. How's Sydney treating you? Yeah, good. I've been back uh, now for a week and a half, almost. Actually, it'll be two weeks tomorrow. So, uh, yeah, the weather's... um, People here are whining about the weather and then apologising that it's not that nice, but compared to back in London, it's uh, it's paradise, mate. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm heading off to Queensland for Christmas uh, tomorrow and um, doing a little book launch in Newcastle and a few members of the 1997 Newcastle team uh, look like they're going to be there. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Oh, that'd be fantastic, mate. Sounds like you've got a great uh, a great next week or so uh, lined up, uh, Steve. We should talk about uh, Two Tribes, though. I mean, the book's available now and uh, everywhere. Uh, and it is the story about the, the basically the end of the Super League War, isn't it, and, and the birth of the modern NRL. What gave you the idea to write this? Well, actually, um, I was actually at the very first ever Toronto Wolfpack uh, game and uh, the CEO of the uh, Rugby Football League in England said that someone should do a sequel to Mike Coleman's um, Super League, The Inside Story. Um, and funnily enough, in the time it took to write the book, the Toronto Wolfpack have lived and died, and it probably says a lot about rugby league and about, about sort of, uh, you know, the, the, the game sometimes, well, often going in circles. Uh, and, and, you know, we, we had in 1995 when the Super League war broke out, we had... Um, not just the Warriors, we had teams you know, in, in Perth and we had two teams in Brisbane um, and we had a team in Adelaide the following year and um, we're only just going back to Brisbane with a second team, aren't we, in March. So, um, you know, the game, the game tends to uh, take uh, two steps forward and another step back, you know, and, and I think in working, and that was borne out in, in the process of, of working on, on this book. Who do you think um, the biggest losers were? Out of that, I mean, I look at it from the surface, and I think well, probably the Illawarra Steelers, potentially the Balmain Tigers, uh, maybe the North Sydney Bears, South Sydney for a short period of time. Uh, would that be your call, or do you think it's deeper than that? Yeah, I think the listeners might wonder why they haven't heard more or read more about the fact that the NRL turns twenty-five today, and that's because I don't think the NRL wants to. I'm sure the NRL doesn't want to remind people of the painful process. You know, it was supposed to be uh, twenty teams. Um, in in, in uh, 1998, and then go down, you know, to, to 16 and, and 14, um, and and that process is very painful. And I think everyone, just about everyone, um, aside from maybe Rooster supporters, uh, now accept that um, excluding South Sydney wasn't a great idea. So I don't I don't think the the the, the, the administration of the NRL um, really want to remind people that it was formed um, today. Uh, 25 years ago when the ARL clubs uh, went to the Sydney Football Stadium along with um, the various uh, committees of the of the New South Wales and, and uh, Australian Rugby Leagues and they voted 36-4 in favour of doing business with news and forming a joint venture. Um, because of that, all what you just discussed, 
I think the NRL would rather everyone just look back to 1908 and say it's been a um, it's been it's been a, a straight line to, to 1908. But obviously that's not the case because from today, uh, 25 years ago, the the competition was half owned by a media conglomerate, um, and that continued until we we had the the commission, which was formed in in, in 2012. What about you know? You mentioned a couple of teams in there. Uh, the you know the Adelaide Rams, the Perth Reds, uh, the South Queensland Crushers, all bit the dust. Um, uh, they were they were all teams that had, that had sprung up, but uh, are no longer with us. How far away do you think the Warriors were from from being in that same camp? Because I look at that, and you know, it's it's hard to uh, from a from if you put yourself in Australian shoes to see keeping a New Zealand team is a good idea when you're getting rid of teams like Perth, like Adelaide, like another Brisbane team. Mate, very very close. In fact, a lot of the blueprints drawn up from the ARL side during the conversations that led to the meeting today, twenty five years ago did exclude the Warriors and there were columnists uh, in, you know, in the, I think, now I hope I'm not doing him a disservice here, I apologise if I am, but I'm pretty sure that there was a column uh, by Brad Fittler mid-year 1997 uh, where he said that he was not, not a fan of the Warriors and that, that if, the, if they got back together they, should be, they, they shouldn't be included and uh, I think it was um, news, um, basically Ian Frickberg, who, who, the late Ian Frickberg uh, who was the head of sport at Newsland at the time and his um, expertise was negotiating TV deals. That's that was his main job, not running sport, uh, running you know, administration of sport. Uh, and he he could see the value of the Warriors, and he and he really fought for them in the negotiations with the ARL. And everyone now um, accepts that um, that was a masterstroke, um, probably one of the best things he did uh, because of the amount of income that the the Warriors have generated in TV rights since the. The, the the place where this came from, you know, you had News Corp who was who was Super League and the ARL who were New South Wales Rugby, the New South Wales Rugby League comp. Um, you know, basically, I mean, the people who did the uh, negotiations on behalf of the ARL and, and New South Wales Rugby League did a fantastic job in hindsight, didn't they? Because they had no money. In fact, they managed to no, get, that- they managed to get News Limited to pay for their lawyer legal fees at the end. Of it. I don't know how they've managed this. Yeah, well, they, I think, mate, uh, and this is the key thing, and this is what's so uh, important about tomorrow night going back to Newcastle, is that uh, while all these um, wranglings were going on at a corporate and administrative level, um, the public had lost interest in the sport um, completely, you know, and the only place where they still cared was Newcastle. Um, and, and Newcastle won the competition in very dramatic circumstances. Uh, and that, And so what the ARL took to the table was the public, um, you know, so... News took money to the table, but uh, the ARL took took the public to the table, and that gave them a lot more leverage than they would otherwise have been entitled to. And and really, that was the most important um, um, grand final of, of all time uh, because of, of that. Because you know, if Manly had won, you know, it wouldn't have quite uh, been the same. It wouldn't have had that sort of grassroots resonance that that Newcastle. Uh, winning their first uh, competition carried. And so um, you're right, um, um, you know, Neil Whitaker did a fantastic job, uh, but they had they, they had the better competition in 1997 and was won by, in tumultuous circumstances by these sort of, um, you know, eternal underdogs. Uh, and that really carried the day at the negotiating table. What about 
the way that the uh, the conglomeration ended up happening, you know, and, and, and we had the, uh, the the two parties come together because it did feel like, initially at least, the first couple of years, that the Super League clubs probably uh, shaded it. I mean, they weren't the ones that were, you know, basically forced to uh, merge. They weren't the ones that, I, I guess, were, you know, sort of put in difficult positions. The Super League clubs seemed to get a bit of a free run. Yeah, well, they, the, basically they had, the Super League clubs did have um, their funding guaranteed. Um, so, um, but, you know, Neil Whitaker and, and a lot of people in the view insist that there, there was pressure on the Sydney Super League clubs to, to merge, uh, but they resisted they, they resisted that pressure and they were able to do it because they had the funding. So it was a funny one where, um, on one hand, Super League clubs in Sydney who had jumped um, uh, on, on, on board with Super League were, were in the fullness of time rewarded for doing that because they survived. To this day, they stand alone. Uh, you know, um, um, Canterbury and, and Penrith and, and Cronulla. But on the other hand, the, the, the teams from outside Sydney who jumped on with Super League, uh, they were the sacrificial lambs, uh, you know, the, the Reds and the Rams and obviously, you know, the Mariners. Um, the, you know, the Cowboys obviously survived. The Broncos were, the Broncos were never going to get uh, punted. So on one, I guess if you were, the, the Sydney teams who jumped in with Super League were rewarded for doing so, but um, the, the teams outside um, uh, Sydney, in a way, the ARL was allowed to do with them as they wish, and they 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 punted them. So um, there were, there was a bit a bit of a, a bit of a contrast there. How close were were Manly to being the North Sydney Bears? Was that a conversation ever? Well, the, the, obviously, the, we did have the Northern Eagles uh, mm. for, for 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 a couple of years. Um, so uh, um, and and basically, and, and North Sydney tried to take over that merger, and Ken Arthurson came out of retirement to uh, remind um, the, uh, everyone that that the license is actually held by Manly. So the, the North Sydney Bears, you know, uh, you know, basically, uh, you know, faced oblivion because they staged a rebellion within that joint venture, uh, but. Um, as far as um, Manly becoming North Sydney, no, that that wasn't the case. But, but North Sydney had a lot of uh, financial troubles um, after the the Super League war. Um, they had a lot of ARL players uh, um, who were on ARL contracts, and they weren't contributing much to those contracts at all. So when the war ended, they 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 found themselves in in, in a very difficult financial position, and they they had to go into that uh, joint venture with. Uh, and now we're hearing about they might be back as Perth. Or they mm. might, we've been hearing about it for 25 years, haven't we? Uh, but, uh, you know, there hasn't been much evidence of it actually happening. The Southern Bears out of Christchurch, according to Tony Kemp. That's his, that's his bag. He reckons the Crusaders are going to buy them. But we'll see. We'll see on that, Steve. Hey, mate, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having fantastic. a chat. Um, it's it's always good to catch up with you. We should uh, we should do it again soon. Uh, good luck with the book launch. Uh, good luck up in Newcastle. Have a great Christmas, and uh, uh, I look forward to uh, reading fully uh, two tribes when I get my hands on it. Mate, I'm going to the first Dolphins game in March before I return home, and I'd be happy to come out for the first Southern Bears game as well. <laughs> I'll lock you in. I'll let you. I'll, I'll, I'll let Kempy know, mate. He'll make sure that you got a ticket on the gate. Good stuff, Steve. Go well. Go on, you mate. Have a good day.